and welcome to episode 396 of the VegGrow podcast. My name's Richard and I'm trying to grow all my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my vegetable garden. Now coming up today, I'm going to be sharing with you how I grow pumpkins and sweet corn. And these are generally the last things that I tend to sow throughout the year. That's coming up a little bit later on, but firstly, let's find out what I've been up to over this last week. It is Friday the 7th of May 2021. I'm in the podding shed at the moment and it's the end of the week roundup. Now firstly, I just want to say Boona, the chicken that got attacked by a fox last week. She's okay. She seems to have bounced back to her normal self and running around the garden quite happily again. So I'm really, really happy with that. She's got a slight bald area but I'm sure she will grow her feathers back pretty soon. We've been keeping a close eye. We haven't seen the fox actually in the garden at Sounds, but I set up a wildfowl, a wildlife camera, sorry, and we caught a fox, an adult fox, visiting in the middle of the night. But also at nine o'clock in the morning, we caught a cub fox in the garden. So I think that it was the adult fox that caught the chicken, but she was trying to encourage her children to to feast. Well, if that's the right word to say, which is why um, Boona survived. Thankfully, really thankful. Now, I can't blame the fox. I said this to last week. I can't blame the fox. Fox is just doing what it does. Anyway, here in the podding shed, uh, this week I've been sowing some more seeds. I've sown some runner beans, some sweet corn, some pumpkins, uh, some lettuce and some spring onions. Now, we're getting to the end of where we are going mad for sowing seeds thankfully because it's nice to actually get on and grow seeds but grow plants sorry but we're looking forward to getting them in the ground in terms of pricking out i've pricked out a lot more marigolds and a few more of those some more nasturtiums uh we've pricked out some courgettes some uh, some kohlrabi some welsh onions i'm looking forward to those asparagus pea they're looking so much better and some loofers. We've we've pricked all those out into individual root trainers and hopefully they're going to go on and produce us some really good food when they eventually go out into the garden. It is Saturday the 8th of May 2021 today. I've had a busy afternoon in the garden. Now, I say afternoon because this morning and overnight really, we had a lot of rain come down. I mean a lot of rain, which is great. We needed it. We really needed the rain because it's been so dry. But what I noticed this morning, I ran out and checked on everything as I quite often do. My water butts were pretty much full. So while it was still raining, I got my water pump out and pumped water from my full water butts to some of my other remote water butts that are not attached to any drain pipes. Now, this means obviously it gives me more water storage capabilities. I've got more water stored in various places. But it also means that as more rain comes down, we've got more room to store it. And we're expecting more rain throughout this next week. So that's going to be really quite welcome. Now, in the afternoon, it stopped raining and actually turned into a really nice sunny day. So I concentrated on finishing off the herb garden slash orchard slash wildflower area. Basically, small area still needed a few more weeds pulling out. And there was a holly tree that needed to come out. 
And as I cleared it more and more out, I removed a few of our raspberry canes that were in there. And I've planted those up because they're summer raspberries into the summer raspberry bed. So they're not being wasted. Hopefully they're going to take and grow into some good raspberries and hopefully provide us with some good raspberries this year. But I also had a rather large rosemary bush. Now I like rosemary, use it a lot in our cooking, but this rosemary bush was pretty big. In fact, it went right over the path. So even if I hacked it back to avoid the path, it, we would have lost a lot of it. And I would have had to go back into the woody materials. So with a very heavy heart, I've got to say this, I decided I would cut it right back, give it a really hard prune, right back into the woody side of the, the, the material, into the woody stems if you like. Hopefully it will survive and it will sprout some new shoots, but I don't think it will. And if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. I can remove it and just plant in another rosemary bush. We, we grow well, it's easy to take cuttings from rosemary, but not only that, it's pretty cheap to buy and easy to get hold of. So it's not too bad if that doesn't survive. It wasn't easy to do, though. Now, this means that that has now completed that area. I've scattered around some more weed seeds, uh, not weed seeds, wildflower seeds. Um, it's just completed, and I'm really pleased because it's something that I've been planning for quite a while and to get it into the ground it's it's really pleasing i've also planted in some lavender and some uh, a pot of mint another pot of mint that is so it's all coming together and i'm really really happy with it so that's what i've been up to today a productive day as always and uh, more importantly we're moving on with our goals it is Sunday the 9th of May 2021. I'm just down on the allotment today and I've had a, a few hours work down here on the allotment. I'm rather pleased with myself actually. Now one of the tasks that I've been doing throughout the week and have carried on today is clearing out more and more weeds. This is just a constant battle especially with the cooch grass that I have here. And in part because I don't dig the soil. I think, I honestly do believe, and I can't believe I'm saying this, if I dug over the soil every winter and removed every tiny bit of weed, I wouldn't have as much trouble with kudras. But that goes against my thing about no dig. And this is where I probably have to start seriously thinking about importing compost every year in order to really achieve no dig as it's meant to be. Not easy because we're technically not meant to bring anything in to the allotment site. It's all got to be what's on site. Anyway, so yes, I've cleared out more and more weeds. A constant battle at the moment. I know weeds at this time of year will grow like, like mad. So it is a constant thing to try and keep on top of. And keeping on top of it is not easy at all. But after that, I planted out some of my leeks. Now, I've had my leeks growing in a polystyrene box since the end of January. They were in the greenhouse and I sewed them straight into the box of multi-purpose compost, placed them in the, in the greenhouse, looked after them until about a month ago and I put them out into the cold frame to harden off. And now today it's time to get them in the ground. So what I did is took my old broom handle dibber, dibbed a hole and dropped a single leak into every single hole that I've dibbed. Given about six inches apart or 15 centimetres apart, then uh, once that's done, I just fill up every hole with some water from a watering can in order to backfill it. And that's as easy as, 
as it is to, to plant out these leeks. Now all I've got to do is look after them, keep them weed free, watered and fed with the odd handful of chicken manure going forward. I've also planted out my onions that were grown from seed. Now I don't have a huge amount of luck growing onions from seed in all honesty. I find compared to sets they're harder to look after, harder to get good results from and a lot more work. But I thought I'd try it again this year. I probably said that last year as well. We're trying it again and again. I, honestly I'm not convinced but We'll try it and if it doesn't work again I'll probably give up growing onions from seeds and just stick with onions from sets. Now I've also been harvesting some rhubarb and our rhubarb at the moment is growing really really well. We're getting quite a bit of rhubarb almost on a weekly basis, more than what I can look for eating. So I put a post out on our Facebook page and Instagram and Twitter with a picture of our rhubarb asking if anybody's got any ideas of what we can do with rhubarb and I've had quite a good influx now one of the things that we tend to do with rhubarb make a big batch of rhubarb crumble and then freeze that down into smaller batches so that we can well, basically use that later on throughout the year it's ready to go I've also made rhubarb chutney, rhubarb full, many, many, many other things that I've used rhubarb for. But I'm also always looking for other ideas and other inspiration that we can use rhubarb for. So if anybody has any suggestions or recipes they would like to share, please do get in touch with that. I'd really like to find out other ideas of what we can do with lots of rhubarb. Right. Well, that is it for today, and I don't think I'll be able to fit anything in tomorrow. So I'm going to wrap up the diary section for this week. Now we're going to run a little thing to find out about the Supporters Club, and then I'll be back to talk about how we grow sweet corn. A few months ago, I launched the VegGrow Podcast Supporters Club. Each month, I send out a gift pack of a collection of seeds to sow each month along with a newsletter. I also produce behind-the-scenes podcasts or videos providing club members with extra content. And we are constantly adding extra features to improve the club. It costs just £5 a month and current members tell me that they have found that the seeds alone are value for money. This also helps me keep the podcast and the website running and more importantly, it helps me encourage and inspire more people to grow their own food. Now, if that sounds like something you are interested in joining, then head over to the vegroundpodcast.co.uk to find out more. But if you want to support the podcast without becoming a member, we also have merchandise available on the website, including mugs and t-shirts. Or leave a review on your podcast service or share this podcast with others. It all goes a long way to help supporting the VegGround podcast. Well, I'm in the podding shed this evening and I'm here because I want to sow some sweet corn and some pumpkins. Now this is a annual thing. I like to grow these every year. I'm going to start off with the sweet corn first. Now sweet corn is more successful in some very long hot summers. So fingers crossed we get it this year. I'm actually expecting quite a, a wet summer this year. 
Now modern varieties are actually better at dealing with the climate that we have here in the UK so don't take that as gospel. Some of the ones that, particularly the ones that I'm going to be sowing today, are okay in this climate. So firstly I'm sowing a super sweet variety known as Early Birds. Now I've chosen these because they're ultra early and ultra reliable so therefore they should get a really good crop this year and I've got a second variety called Golden Bantam which is also a very reliable cropper so it should also do very very well in our climate. Now we can sow these seeds between April and May but personally I find that they do grow very very quick so I like to wait until the beginning of May before I start sowing these. I'm a little bit late sowing these this year but you know what I don't mind. Now to sow I'm actually sowing these sweet corn into my root trainers which are filled with multi-purpose compost and all I'm doing is I'm dipping a hole about an inch deep and then dropping the seeds into each hole giving one root trainer per seed and that should mean that they have enough room to grow. What I find is that they grow actually very very quick and the roots can actually get really big very very quick. It's probably one of the first things that it pots out. This is where I find root trainers have came into their own because I just pop the seed in, the root grows down and by the time we are looking to plant them out they are pretty much ready. Now once these are sown I'm going to place this pot into the greenhouse where I'm getting them off to the start. The temperature in there is about right at the moment for these to be successful. Germination usually takes about a week. Like I say, they can be pretty quick. If it's a bit cooler, it may take a bit longer, but we'll be looking to plant these outside by about the end of May. Now, that being said, we can actually sow the seeds about the same time outside directly if that's what we want to do. I personally don't do that because I just don't think it's uh, reliable enough for my liking. And the other trouble, of course, is mice or rats, birds as well. They may well come across and find that seed and eat it. And that means you lose out on the crop, of course. So if you are sowing it directly outside, what I do recommend is you put a cover over, something like a bit of mesh or a fleece or something, just to stop anything from nibbling away and stealing your seeds. Now the area where these are going to grow, I'm dedicating one bed to sweet corn. So that's a 2.4 by 1.5 meter bed. And they are going to be grown in a block. Now this is very, very important. We do not plant sweet corn in a row. Reason being, when it comes to pollination, sweet corn is actually wind pollinated. So it requires the wind to blow, blow the sweet corn plant and drop some of its pollen from the top of the plant down to the, the female flowers lower down. The ground that they need to be somewhere warm, plenty of sun, shelter, very fertile soil so add plenty of compost if you can. My bed that I'm using was used to grow brassicas last year. It's had a couple months fallow. I've added compost and I'm also going to add some grow more to the bed as well. Just rake that in and that will add plenty of food for what this sweet corn will need. 
The only other thing we've got to remember is that when we're planting out or once the plants are planted out and sown, we've got to make sure the soil stays moist at all times. Do not let sweet corn dry out because it will not do well, particularly when it comes to flowering. So make sure there's plenty of moisture in the soil and your soil is moisture retentive. Now allow the plants to grow uh, occasionally feed with a handful of grow more or something like that just to help boost the plants but generally speaking they don't need a huge amount of feeding I find eventually the plants will grow pretty tall they can grow above me and I, I love that I really like that because I think it adds structure to the allotment it looks like it's doing something and it looks just looks fantastic I think anyway I don't find that we need to support the plants in any way. I know some people do, but I don't find that myself. I just let them grow like that and keep them watered, keep them weed free, mulch the soil if you can with some fresh compost to help stop weeds growing and retain some of that moisture. Uh, basically let the plants grow eventually it will start to see these little sweet corn cubs develop on the plant we'll let those grow and what you'll see at the end is a load of little stringy tassels when they turn brown and that's where we can start to check the actual kernels if they are ready so the tassels are turned brown we then peel back some of the husk i then like to pop a kernel of sweet corn with my fingernail and look at the liquid that comes out if it's watery it's not quite ready if it's got a, a creamy look to it it's ready it's perfect but if it's pasty it's over mature so you've got to make sure you keep an eye on it and you get it about right when we know we've got it right that's the time to harvest now this is a very important step because what i do i ring the wife up i'll make sure this is my last job that i do i've packed everything away on the allotment i ring the wife up and tell her to fill a big pan up with water and get that on the boil I then go around and pick as many of my sweet corn as I possibly can. I rush home and get that sweet corn into that pan of boiling water in order to blanch it. Now the reason this is very important is because sweet corn loses some of its sweetness very, very quickly after harvesting. And we want to rush home, get that blanched so it retains some of that sweetness, retains some of that flavour. Very, very important step that I feel because what you don't want to do is spend quite a long time growing its sweet corn only for it to lose the flavour at that last moment. Now next thing I'm going to sow today is pumpkins. Now what I've done is I have actually filled up some three inch pots with multi-purpose compost. I'm not using reed trainers this time just some three inch pots. Now I only grow edible varieties of pumpkins and this year I'm growing Rogue Vifta and Tempers. I can never pronounce that quite right. Last year I grew Crown Prince which is actually a really good flavourful pumpkin as well. But these two, Rogue Vifta and Tempers and Crown Prince are probably the best edible varieties out there. Of course there are some of the giant pumpkin varieties but I find that they lack in flavour. They may grow some really really big pumpkins but they lose the flavour and that annoys me. I actually have, many people will know if they've listened to the podcast before, I actually have a problem with growing pumpkins for carving because I think it's a very very wasteful and that's why I only grow edible varieties. 
So what I'm going to do is sow these seeds. Now, what I like to do is I take a seed and I turn it on its side and I push it down into the soil. We're going to go about a centimetre deep, so reasonably well good depth. Now these can again be sown between April and May. I find they grow very, very quickly. And if they get checked or anything, it stuns their growth. So that's why I'm saving it into sow now. They can be sown outside directly where they are to grow again, but you would wait until the end of month to do that, just to make sure there is that no risk of frost again. Now germination is expected within about a week with these at this time of year. May take a little longer, but generally speaking, I find within a week is about right. I've got eight seeds that I've sown today. That's going to be more than enough, more than enough. I'll be looking to actually get these outside in about three weeks' time. So we're looking at the end of May. So that means that within a week we expect germination. We'll let them grow and then we'll start hardening them off. Now where I plant these, now again, these need somewhere warm, sunny, moisture retentive. So just like sweet corn. And in fact, you can plant them in the same bed as the sweet corn. And that's a method known as the Three Sisters where sweet corn, beans and squash will grow together. I've not had a huge amount of luck with that method but I will pot at least one squash plant in with the same bed as my sweet corn. But the other place that I like to grow a lot of my squash on my pumpkins particularly is in my compost. Now what I find with the compost heaps is that pumpkins love heat they love water and they are very hungry plants and the compost provides all three of those. So as the compost rots down, it creates heat. The pumpkin loves that. As you go on throughout the season, the, the compost holds on to moisture anyway, but we add water to the compost to help the compost process. By growing pumpkins in there, it encourages myself to do that a bit more. And also, all those roots from the pumpkin plants are soaking up some of that wasted feed from that rotten material in that compost bin. So I see that as being a win-win-win. And the other thing I like about this is it pots more ground into use, such as the, the area where the compost is, wouldn't normally be growing anything in there, would we? No, but we can grow pumpkins. So we're growing or maximizing our growing space. In terms of feeding, I would use a tomato feed on a fortnightly basis. They are very hungry plants, like I said, and they are also very thirsty. So we've got to make sure that they do not dry out. The fruits will develop. And as they grow, what I also like to do is just place a tile underneath the fruit just to keep it off the ground so it doesn't get damp and it doesn't rot. Another thing that I've done in the past that actually proved to be very, very successful was to actually have the, the vine work its way along a fence so that the pumpkin ended up hanging. I did have to add some support to the pumpkin so it didn't overweigh everything, but it worked and it grew actually one of the best pumpkins that I've ever grown. So that's a, a really good tip. If you can hang your pumpkin, it does do a lot better. Now, what we would then want to do is just keep those plants growing, look after them. We want to restrict them to about four fruits per plant, just so as it does the best. If you're growing for the really large pumpkins, then you probably only want to make sure there's only one pumpkin. But we're not doing that. We are growing food. 
when it is fully ripe you'll be able to tell because the colour will just look very orange all the way around and the stalk will start to turn brown almost like it's drying out and that's when it's time to harvest now what I like to do is cut the stalk off and leave as much of a stalk as possible this just helps prevent the rotting of the fruit we then take that pumpkin and pot it in the greenhouse for a week so that it has a chance to cure the skin goes hard and therefore means that it will last a lot better in storage then we'll take that pumpkin after that week in the greenhouse into somewhere cool dry dark and well ventilated my garage is ideal for this they sit in there and we can keep them for three to six months depending on the variety and depending on the storage conditions and I love using pumpkins in the kitchen. We love to make them in soups, risottos, and one of my wife's favorite things to do with pumpkins is pumpkin pie. Absolutely delicious. Sweet corn, pumpkins are now sown. I think we are pretty much there with everything that we now need to sow, but I'm gonna have to make lists and just double check everything. Right, well, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope that your gardens are growing well. Please do keep sending in photos and stuff. Let me know if you do anything different to grow sweet corn or pumpkins or if you've got any tips that you have found worked really well for you. If you want to get in touch, it's richard at uk for my email. You can visit the website at uk where you can leave a comment or leave a voicemail. Or you can find me on social media. Just search for the Veg Grower Podcast. That's it for this week. Thank you so much again for joining me. We'll be back again next time. And in a few weeks' time, very excited to say we're approaching our 400th episode. 400 episodes. I can't believe it. So until then, please take care. <laughs>